All right, playmakers, big news. The 2023 version of my What's Working in the Indoor Play Industry Guide is here. To learn about exactly what is working best right now for real-life currently operating indoor playground owners, head to the show notes to download my fully updated free guide. That's right. Even if you've downloaded one of my What's Working guides in the past, you will not want to miss this new version made specifically with what's trending and fresh for 2023 in mind. Head to the show notes for the direct link or go to michellecarawana.com slash what's working to get the guide in your inbox right now. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. All right, Playmakers, welcome back to part two of this episode series about hiring and working with a virtual assistant. Now, if you haven't listened to the last episode, episode 163, I want you to pause this and go back and listen to that episode because in episode 163, we really lay the foundation and we talk about what a virtual assistant is, how hiring one can help move your business forward, And we talk about some of the benefits of hiring a virtual assistant as opposed to another local in-person employee. Now, I didn't say that it's necessarily better than hiring local in-person help, but it does fill a different need in your business. And it can often be more cost-effective, which as we are heading into a possible economic recession, it is so important to look at those cost-saving measures, especially when it comes to payroll, which is one of the biggest expenses you're going to face as an indoor playground owner. So again, go back and listen to that episode, but assuming you have listened to it and you understand how hiring a virtual assistant can really help delegate a lot of those tasks that are weighing down on your physical, mental, and emotional well-being, let's dive into this episode because I have a few tips when it comes to choosing the best virtual assistant for your needs. So first, when you're starting your search for the perfect virtual assistant, you first need to determine what you want to delegate in your business. So again, before you start looking for a virtual assistant, determine the tasks and responsibilities you want them to handle. This will help you find the right virtual assistant for your business. Examples of areas you can hire a virtual assistant to help in include bookkeeping and financial reporting. So, you know, categorizing expenses and income and keeping all of those accounts up to date, marketing and social media, so scheduling Instagram posts and reels and even content creation, blogging and search engine optimization. So if you're listening to this episode and blogging is one of those things that I recommend for setting your business up for success, but you just haven't gotten to it yet, or it's still on the back burner because you don't have time. This is a perfect type of activity that a virtual assistant can help with. Content creation and graphic design, customer service and correspondence, order and appointment scheduling, website management and maintenance, calendar management. So some of those personal tasks that you need to stay on top of 
ad management and maintenance, plus so much more. Again, this is going to be completely dependent on your business, what your different revenue streams are, and also what your tasks are as an owner based on your strengths and your experience and your background. So again, I mentioned it in the last episode, but if you need a little bit of help determining what your most valuable tasks are and what you should be focusing on as an owner to actually move your business forward and not just maintain it, go back and listen to episode 114 of this podcast. We talk all about it. All right, my next tip is to look for relevant experience. So choose a virtual assistant with experience in the area you need help in and make sure that they're specialized. I definitely recommend, again, hiring for specialized tasks as opposed to finding a virtual assistant that is a jack of all trades. So for example, if you need help with social media management, look for a virtual assistant with experience in that field and has references and a portfolio to back it up that you can review to make sure their style and their level of skill is in line with what you need because you don't want to overpay someone for something that you don't need. And you definitely don't want to underpay someone if, again, their skills aren't exactly what you need. So in my experience, it's best to have a fully mapped out strategy before looking to hire a virtual assistant. One of the biggest misconceptions that I see when people are hiring a virtual assistant is They say they're looking for a virtual assistant, but really they're looking for a marketing strategist or a Facebook ad strategist, right? There's a big difference between a strategist or an integrator in your business, someone that plays a much more active role in coming up with strategy and direction and those big picture things, as opposed to a virtual assistant, which again, a virtual assistant is really meant to execute the strategies and systems that you have already developed. So again, the more strategy and direction you need, the more you will end up paying a virtual assistant. And again, then we start getting into strategists and you're kind of venturing away from the entire virtual assistant realm. Plus some virtual assistants are not as skilled in strategy as they are with task execution. So again, I wanna be very clear that When I say hire a virtual assistant, I mean somebody that is going to execute the systems you have already developed. If you need someone to help with strategy, that's absolutely fine, but don't call it a virtual assistant. You're going to need to pay a lot more for those types of services. All right, my next tip is to create standard operating procedures. So after you create your strategy plan, and by the way, if you need help with a social media strategy plan or anything like that, go back and listen to episode four of my Profitable Play podcast because, again, social media management and marketing and graphic design are some of the most common tasks that I see indoor playground owners delegate to virtual assistants. But again, after you create your strategy plan, create SOPs or standard operating procedure documents for all tasks you are looking for the virtual assistant to complete. So I provide examples of these and tips for creating standard operating procedures in my Play Cafe Academy course and in episode 11 of this podcast, which I'll link in the show notes. But essentially, you will want to create a document, I use Google Docs for this, that outlines the task completion process step by step by step. 
It helps to have a screen recording of each step as well. And I use Loom for this, L-O-O-M, just so you're leaving no room for interpretation for the virtual assistant. This will allow you to be confident that the quality and accuracy of work produced will be aligned with your standard. So again, the clearer you make exactly how you want each task to be completed, the happier you'll ultimately be with the results and with the relationship with your virtual assistant. If you're hiring a VA for graphic design and you use a tool like Canva, which we talked about in episode 162 of this podcast, you can also create branding kits and set limitations in terms of which fonts and colors they can use, which is explained in more detail, again, in that episode of the podcast. But again, you can be as specific as you need to to make sure that they are producing branded and cohesive work. All right, my next tip is to check their communication skills. So effective communication is critical for a successful virtual assistant relationship. So make sure you look for somebody with excellent communication skills and the ability to communicate clearly and effectively. So if you reach out to someone and it takes a couple weeks for them to get back to you, or if they seem kind of lackadaisical in their response, or if they're not familiar with the task management solutions that you use. So for example, if you use Slack in your business, or if you use Asana, which I recommend on this podcast all the time, it's what literally keeps my business running. But If you're utilizing a task management tool like Asana or something similar, and you want that virtual assistant to be well-versed in how to work from that tool, make sure you look for experience in not just the tasks you want them to complete, but also in the tools that you use. So make sure they're okay with how often and in what formats you want them to communicate with you. All right, my next tip is to test their skills. So before hiring a virtual assistant, you can give them a test project to determine their skills and their work style to make sure it aligns with what you need. This will help you determine if they're a good fit for your business. Now, just a heads up, I would not expect to have this test be completed free of charge. I'm not looking you to ask anyone to do work for free, but it's helpful to pay for just a few hours of work to get started to determine, again, if it will be a good fit before hiring someone for a set contract or a set amount of hours on an ongoing basis. My next tip is to establish clear expectations. So this kind of goes along with what I was saying before about standard operating procedures, but clear expectations and guidelines for your virtual assistant are so important, including the tasks they're responsible for, the hours they will work, and how you want them to communicate with you. So for example, if you'd like an update every Monday on their tasks, be sure to ask for it specifically and expect them to charge you for that time. If you would like them to track their time by task, specify that as well. Oftentimes when someone has a negative experience hiring or working with a virtual assistant, because trust me, I've talked to plenty of indoor playground owners that have tried this and it hasn't gone well It's usually more so due to that owner's failure to communicate clear expectations and not the fault of the virtual assistant. So again, you have to take a lot of this on your shoulders as the owner. But the good news is that oftentimes if you communicate these expectations and your procedures once, you don't need to do it again. So I highly recommend, again, 
putting together those standard operating procedures and making sure they're fully understood and completely clear before you let your virtual assistant kind of run with your tasks. All right, my last tip is to keep your accounts secure. So instead of handing over the credentials for all of your accounts, instead consider using a password management tool like LastPass or create specific accounts for the virtual assistant to use. So for example, if you're hiring a VA for graphic design and social media, you can add them as a team member in Canva instead of giving them your username and password. If you're hiring for customer service tasks, create a new email address that can be used just for that purpose so they don't have access to anything they shouldn't or don't need to. Even though turnover is generally lower for virtual assistants, as I mentioned in episode 163, it's still important to protect your business's sensitive information and have a clear security practice in place. Again, hiring a virtual assistant can be a game changer for your business success, freeing up your time to focus on the high value tasks that require your attention and expertise as an owner. By choosing the right virtual assistant based on their skills and your needs and establishing clear expectations and processes, you can finally focus on the things that you love doing in your business. Wouldn't that feel just amazing? So your play of the day is, again, to complete what I talked about in the last episode. Start going on Upwork or Fiverr or the virtual assistant resource that I've linked in the show notes. Start making a list of potential tasks and areas in your business that could use delegation because I promise you, even if you're feeling like you can't afford it or if it's just an unnecessary expense, I want you to at least give this a try, even if it's just hiring somebody for one to two hours because I promise you it is going to be an absolute game changer, not just for your business, but for your emotional, mental, and physical health. Because again, I don't want to see you become one of those indoor playground or play cafe business owners that becomes burned out and is just barely keeping their head above water and not actually moving their business forward and creating that legacy that they dreamed of when they first launched their business. So Again, I want to really challenge you, even if you're feeling resistant, to give hiring virtual assistants a try. And if you need any help with this, feel free to DM me on Instagram. And if you're a Playmaker Society member, we actually have a guest expert training coming up from a virtual assistant expert, somebody who runs a virtual assistant agency. So again, stay tuned. I am going to be providing you guys so much more in terms of execution help so that you can actually put this strategy to work in your business. Because that is the whole point of my Playmaker Society program is actually moving you to action in your business. All right. Have a great day, guys. I will see you right back here on Friday.